Delunation is Rick here. In this episode, we're going to be talking about two things. The first thing is about Amazon's most recent $8.5 billion acquisition of MGM. And if this is going to be a threat to competitors like Disney Plus and Netflix. The second thing we're going to be talking about is Charlie Munger's most recent investment. Now, if you know what stock he bought, then good for you. Otherwise, stay tuned till the end of this episode and we'll talk more about it, right? So when you are ready, let us get started. So now, back in 2017, Jeff Bezos, he was heavily pushing the Amazon Studios team to find him the next Game of Thrones-like franchise. For what? To boost their Amazon Prime video streaming service. And just last week, last Wednesday, the team did it. But Jeff Bezos, he did not get any dragons. Instead, he got himself the James Bond franchise as part of the $8.5 billion deal with MGM Studios. Now, this, uh, this, this deal that Amazon made is the biggest deal since acquiring Whole Foods, which is some, if not mistaken, is about $13.7 billion. And that was in 2017, right? And... When I first read about this uh, MGM acquisition, I didn't know what was MGM in the first place. So I didn't know what, why is it such a big deal? But when I saw the MGM logo, it reminded me of one thing, Tom and Jerry. I remember I used to watch, I used to see that lion, Leo the lion. And I find it very fascinating before the Tom and Jerry uh, TV, the show starts, right? But that was just, that was so many years ago. Now, MGM has a huge collection of films and also TV shows. And apart from the James Bond franchise, Amazon also has ownership to films such as Legally Blonde, Tomb Raider, Rocky, and all the sequels, The Magnificent Seven, and so much more. And as for TV shows, they have Fargo, The Handmaid's Tale, Shark Tank, Vikings, and Survivor. Of course, this acquisition is not something new for Amazon, but it becomes very clear that Amazon is now focusing more on their streaming service for Amazon Prime members. In the past two years, Amazon spent about $19 billion on content. They also spent $1 billion a year for the NFL uh, Thursday Night Football, which is an 11-year agreement starting in 2022. And they also spent about $465 million in production costs for the forthcoming first season of Lord of the Rings series. Now, the question is, why? Well, the reason is because, uh, mainly because of Prime membership, right? So, Amazon, uh, their Prime membership now has about 200 million subscribers worldwide. And just like any other subscription business, it is very critical for them to keep their subscribers from churning and one way to lock in their their subscribers is through their attention grabbing streaming service and this is particularly important with uh, streaming competitors you can see from you know netflix and disney plus to even uh, the forthcoming warner sorry warner media and discovery merger all of them are spending tens of billions of dollars just on content and all of this for what is to prevent subscribers from churning. But here's the real question. Is this going to be bad for competitors like Netflix? So personally, I do think it's going to be a headache 
for competitors. I wouldn't be worried so much about Disney Plus because Disney, they have many sources of income. That's the first thing. They have a lot, many, many other sources of income. As the economy starts to reopen, Disney will be making a lot of profit from their Disney Park, from their merchandise and so on. But for Netflix, it is going to be a problem for them. In I guess in the first quarter this year, Netflix added fewer than 4 million new subscribers and they expect to add around 1 million in the second quarter. And for many years now, Netflix has been one of the main streaming uh, video service and as more competitors entered the market during the pandemic, Netflix still, they still largely remain to be one of the main uh, video streaming platform. But then again, there are limits to just how many services consumers will subscribe to. Although uh, Netflix is, Netflix is uh, of, they are often considered to be one of the default option, but as this industry becomes more competitive, they would have to find a way to stand out among their competitors or risk losing market share. I personally am not entirely sure of Netflix's uh, competitive advantage, mainly because I do not understand the business enough. No doubt they are the pioneer when it comes to the uh, video entertainment industry and for now they certainly do have pricing power. When you compare Netflix to their competitors like Disney Plus, HBO Max, uh, Hulu, ESPN, Discovery Plus, Peacock, uh, Apple TV Plus and so on, you will see that most competing services are just about half of the price of Netflix, right? And the only one which is in Netflix range is HBO Max. And that shows that Netflix does have pricing power because of their branding. But how strong is that uh, competitive advantage? I'm not entirely sure. I guess we'll have to wait and see as you know the video entertainment industry becomes more competitive, then it will become clearer to see how strong is uh, Netflix mode or their competitive advantage in preventing them from losing market share, right? But of course, this is not a zero-sum game. I guess there will be room for more than one winner in this uh, industry, streaming industry. And we can see that Netflix will, as of now, will still be leading the way, right? Now, anyway, let us talk about Charlie Munger's most recent investment. Now, if you're familiar with Charlie Munger's style of investing, you know that he is an extremely patient investor and he's very selective with what he invests in. He can spend years not investing in anything, but when he finds one, he goes in big. And that is Charlie Munger's style of investing. He's like, I would say, a sniper. He doesn't shoot very often, but when he does, it is very deadly. Now, which is also why he is so successful as an investor because he only looks for the best investments. Good companies are everywhere, but great companies, they are very, very rare. And Charlie Munger doesn't just want to find great companies. He wants excellent companies priced at a reasonable valuation. And those kind of opportunities are extremely rare. And that is why he can spend years not investing until he finds one that is really, really worth investing in. Anyway, he recently just invested in a company and the company is Alibaba, my friend. Now, this is a great news to me because, I mean, it's nice to know that many great investors like Charlie Munger 
and also Monish Pabrai, who is the author of Dando Investor. Both of them invested in Alibaba. And I also mentioned about Alibaba not long ago, and I did an episode about that. If you want to know more about it, you can check out episode 119, right? Or I will put a link in the description and, and you guys can go check it out. Anyway, coming back to the story, Charlie Munger invested in Alibaba last quarter. And funny enough, this investment was actually recommended by a close friend of Charlie. And his name is Lilu. Lilu is the founder and also chairman of Himalaya Capital Management. And according to Charlie, Lilu is like the Chinese Warren Buffett in his own words, right? And the two of them are very, very close. Charlie Munger respects Lilu a lot and he values uh, Lilu's opinion. And there was once during the uh, Daily Journal shareholder meeting, which was in 2018, Charlie Munger even complimented Lilu's intelligence, energy, patience and strategic aggression and his ability to weather losses and the best part is Charlie Munger even entrusted Lilu with a huge chunk of his own fortune and that is how much Charlie actually uh, trusts Lilu and here's a short clip of Charlie Munger complimenting Lilu during the uh, Daily Journal shareholder meeting. Uh, what did you see in him versus other investors in China because uh, in his biography, it looks like he's more of an outsider. And how similar or different he is versus Ted Combs or Ted Weisler. And uh, can you comment, uh, like, because last year you gave an interview with him in China. Uh, is there any reason why you gave that interview last year? Well, I did it because he asked me. And I sometimes do that. I'm foolish that way. And... And, uh, and I said what I believed when they asked me the questions. The answer is Lilu is not a normal. He's the Chinese Warren Buffett. He's very talented. And of course, I've enjoyed backing him. But it's interesting that way. I'm 95 years old. I've given Munger money to some outsider to run once in 95 years. And it's Lilu, of course, who's hit it out of the park. It's very remarkable, but it's also pretty picky. And of course, once I've got Lee Lu, if I'm referring to him, who else am I going to pick? Anyway, I do believe Alibaba is an excellent investment and I believe it is currently still undervalued. But then again, this is not financial advice. If you're interested, please do your own due diligence or you can check out episode 119. I talk more about it and I'll explain why I'm bullish on Alibaba in that episode. So that is all from me, my friend. I hope you learned something from this episode. If you did, do share it with someone who will also benefit from this. Until next time, take care, my friend. I'll catch you on the next episode.